podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast on Saturday the 13th of March 2021. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Hello. And Gordo. Hello. How's it going? Damn good. Damn good. good. I'm on annual leave from my work for like the next 10 and a half days or something. It's wonderful. That is fantastic. I'm sure we'll get to the reasons behind that, Andy, very, very soon. But I want to just dive straight in, right? And look at the safest banker I've ever taken. It was (laughs) the biggest pussy move ever for me to take this. Like, ignore the odds. One to five is a standard John Walker banker. It is, yeah. I was about to say, one in five is standard for you. I'm never going riskier than that. But when I woke up on Sunday morning to the notifications for the Melbourne Derby, so my banker was Melbourne Victory versus Melbourne City. A goal in the second half at one to five. I woke up at full time of this game (laughs) and it was Melbourne Victory nil, Melbourne City six. Five of those goals taking place in the second half. A missed penalty in the first half as well, which would have got us two massive goals. But five second half goals. This league is just a goldmine for me. But I massively shat it because on all my notes that I went through in the evidence was I'd pointed out that Victory had 3.2 goals in their second halves. So I was shiting it by less than two goals. And Melbourne City were 2.2. So they were guaranteed for another goal as well. So I played it way too safe. And I'm going to do the exact same thing on this week's picks. But my banker came flying in. That goal was seven minutes into the second half, so you're not having to wait for that at all. So although the odds are one to five, it's coming in all the fucking time. There's certain teams that are just... I will never go to Brisbane Road again, but there are certain teams that are just so safe. <laughs> um, yeah, my banker came in in easy fashion as well. Kawasaki Frontale away at Vigalta Sendai. They won 5-1. They were 4-0 up at halftime. Ah, we're getting, a bit, we're bit getting ropey, that one, mate. I know. We're getting a, <laughs> do you know the good thing, Andy, is we're getting a lot of new listeners, it seems, off the back of us obviously joining Sports Socials Network. Mm. But this is there's going to be new. It's brilliant when you can introduce new people to Andy's Kawasaki. That's what they're now called. They're Andy's oh, Kawasaki that's, Frontale. They're just the best team ever. What was their midweek score? Was it 3-0 or something? 2-0. They were 2-0 two two up at halftime and the goal varred off in the second half. Um, but yeah, they're 4-4-4 four for four in the league the, the, this season. They, they've picked up from where they left off last year. <clears throat> they're they're a standard go-to. for They should be a standard go-to for everyone. Every coupon you ever put on. Oh, is there Japanese fixtures on? Where are Kawasaki? And my banker also came in. Uh, so it was a, a banker treble that rolled home this week. Uh, I had Besiktas um, at home to Gazantep. They didn't win 3-0, as was mentioned last week on the podcast, but uh, they won 2-1. They were 2-0 up until 90 plus 5 when the other team got a penalty, so I I had no real concern about it. So Besiktas, uh, yeah, I think they were quite big price, John. It's what you would call an outsider, mate. Um, (laughs) It's 4-11 or something. Yeah, it was was 1-3, 4-11. Yeah, it was the same as mine. (laughs) Too rich for my blood, guys. Can't go near that. That's like, you know how in Canada and like North America where people play hockey on frozen lakes? 
yeah, yeah. because they know it's going to be frozen for months. But at some point in summer, it is just a lake. Yeah. I will not go near that at any point because it's too risky. <laughs> yeah. I'd be I'd be there in fucking April. <laughs> I'm somewhere I'm somewhere in the middle. Like I'm yeah. happy to be on that in December and January. That's it. Yeah, bring your trunks, mate. That's fucking <laughs> um, But yeah, values though. Values this week. Yeah. The the banker treble rolled home. The the value treble did not. I kicked it off in terrible fashion on Friday. Andy, your text to me on like the 89th minute summed it up properly. So it was Schalke versus Mainz. Mainz absolutely dominated this game from about 20 oh. minutes onwards. It finished now now, but I think your text just said 20 fucking shots. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> you know how you look at the the stats on Bet365 or the flash score or whatever, you look at the one and there's like the, the bars going at 20. It was just... <laughs> it was second half, the second half was 17 to nil. I know. I know. Schalke are the worst team. They're just so, so bad. But I was gutted because I, I thought I had stumbled across an absolute goldmine for odds. But the problem I did have was see by the time it got to 75 minutes, Mainz coming out of a draw that game was fine for them. It was keeping Schalke yeah. nine points away from them in the yeah. relegation zone. So, yeah, but they should have they should have buried them, man. My value pick didn't come in either. I took Kobe away at Tokushima Vortis, who are one of the new teams in the Japanese J-League. Uh, game ended one each, which was disappointing, especially because the goal for Kobe was a, a 87th minute equaliser, essentially. They never really threatened to win this game. It was a game, stats-wise, that it was pretty damn even, actually. So, yeah, didn't like it. I'll probably stay away from Kobe for a while um, if they've got that, if they've got that sort of performance in them. And my value pick also didn't come in, completing a treble with no value picks. Um, I had taken St. Pauli uh, versus Carsroll. Um, as um, John had mentioned, he thought that a better pick would have been draw or away, which which was at 11. But this this pick was quite, I believe, spicy odds-wise. Around, I think it kicked off at 11 to 8. So it was it was certainly over the uh, value threshold. That was However, you were in the lake. You were in the lake. I know. Already. I was in, I was drowning. Um, <laughs> so, but no, the the it was a nil nil draw. So I mean, I definitely wasn't taking Darmstadt and uh, sorry, taking Carsroll in that game. Um, but yes, and Paul, it was a nil nil draw. So if you took the X two, well done. If you took the draw, well done. If you took the away. Yeah, it's you're in the lake with me. Uh, over to my outsider, which is obviously my golden ticket of the, the weekend. So so can I just say one thing before you start this? I didn't have a great week personally last weekend, and this bet saved yes. saved my sportsbook balance. Yes. I, uh, I think I even posted it in the group. I was like, this was such a good pick that I was I was over it in four different four different bets. <laughs> That's never a good spot for you either. I hate like that. you know what I mean? I hate <laughs> that. Oh it was good. No, I mean as, as, as singles though. Right, okay. All right, okay. I thought you meant like it was on every coupon. <laughs> All right, no, like rebacking in play, ah, right. like getting it. I just thought it was such a good pick, like to be leading at half time. To yeah, it was it was wonderful. Um, I mean, it became a lot tighter in the end. It, it finished three two to Ross County, but Commander scored very very late on after being reduced to ten men as well. But you did have that um, early pair on the two goal market uh, when it went three one. They did go goal behind, but. Um, it just seemed Kilmarnock are just free falling. They're so so bad. What, what were the odds again? It was like two to one for the straight up win. But I also had to win and both teams to score as well. 
15 Which, to 8 for Ross County and 13 to 8 for Kilmarnock. So Kilmarnock, Kilmarnock weren't like massive favourites. They were just the, the odds favourite, but no, it, was it was just 15 to 8 for Ross pick. County. Yeah. The, uh, that, that game, I've got mates who are uh, big Kelly fans who'd listen to the podcast as well. So if you're listening, Peter, hello. He immediately tweeted after the game, buzzing for air away. <laughs> so he knows they're fucking down. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, they're dreadful. Yeah, but oh, it came yeah, in, yeah. and that, that's all I was concerned with. Yeah, really, really good pick, John. Um, as I say, I didn't, I didn't have a great weekend. My outsider wasn't, wasn't good. Uh, Saga and Tosu versus the Uruba Red Diamonds. Um, took the Uruba Red Diamonds as I thought. Uh, sorry, I took a draw in that because I thought both sides would cancel each other out. Saga and Tosu ran out to no winners, and, and were good value for it. Yeah, hey, it's three games into the season, we're learning. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm assuming you're on a Sagan Tusu hype this year, uh, this week, by any chance. I, I absolutely am. Yeah, yes. uh, I, I was very, I was very impressed what they did, and then what they did midweek. But I'll come to that nice. later. Uh, and I, in this instance, have an apology to make to one Jason Stott in this pick. <laughs> um, I got my one nil draw. In my book. <laughs> I definitely got my 1-0 draw. So I had Kadith versus Ibar. Um, Ibar had a goal varred off and missed a penalty. Uh, Kadith won this game 1-0. So I, th- I don't think I can describe a better 1-0 draw is that for me. If, if you're looking for a definition of what that could be, it's the other team having the ball in the net once and having the opportunity to put the ball in the net once and taking neither. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I- I messaged Jason, or Jason messaged me when when the final whistle went, and he was like, "What hell? Never in doubt." To which I replied, "Conceding twelve corners while having none of your own is definitely a rare way to go about getting a win." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these weren't good. I don't think they really merited their one 0 win at no. all. I I probably like your draw shout better, even though I know it finishes one 0 <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. I, I was saying this to him as well, and I text Andy during. So Jason had posted that, and Leicester as a double, and it was a great pick. It came in, mm. and I texted him at one each, eighty-five minutes with Leicester. So I was like, "Well, I'm not going to say the words that I said to Andy, but I was like, I think Jason's going to get this pick." <laughs> <laughs> um, so well done, mate! And and the yeah, well that, that, that was a, that was an excellent shout. But I got my one 0 draw. Unfortunately, the bookies will not pay out <laughs> in that instance. But yeah. It, it was 1-0. Ibar threw the book at them and got nothing. The charity treble, my pick was in the A-League on Sunday morning, Western United versus Western Sydney Wanderers. I had went with over 1.5 goals in the second half. Western Sydney Wanderers had taken the lead on the 63rd minute and there was just a barrage of attacks from Western United and counter-attacks late on by Western Sydney Wanderers, which resulted in the post being hit twice to not bring home that over 1.5. It's very rare that Western Sydney Wanderers games do not have those two goals in the second half. So when they play on Monday, this coming week, by the way, just watch out for that. It doesn't feature in one of my picks, but the over 1.5 market in that game, second half, is worth looking at. But it didn't come in, but it was irrelevant because you two had your picks on Friday night, so it was was already dead. dead. Oh, it was already so dead. Uh, it started with Paderborn versus Darmstadt. Paderborn lost this game 3-2. They were 2-1 up with 20 minutes to go. And I think I looked at my phone and I was like, because they went a goal down early, and I was like, oh, they're 2-1 ahead now at home. Easy. Forgot about it. And then later I was looking at, I think, Gordon scores or something uh, to see how his charity bet was going. And I was like, Where, where's my open bet? 
Oh, I've already. Oh, oh, I've already killed it. Because <laughs> Darmstadt scored twice in the last twenty minutes. I looked at that game at two one as well, and Darmstadt were priced out at thirty three to one. Really, thirty three. Yeah, yeah. thirty three at that point because they weren't. They weren't terribly they weren't threatening either. <laughs> like, that wasn't. Do you want to know yeah. on flash score how close the goals were together? Do you know how flash score now has the essential um, suspended betting type thing where it says big yeah. chance? Mm-hmm. Yep. It had already flashed 2 2 and it still had big chance flashing next to it. And I was like, I think they're about to score again, but <laughs> is it still one is- since it went 2 2 and yeah. it got beat? I was like, this is shite. <laughs> uh, what wasn't shite? was the Danish First Division and Skiva versus yeah. Viborg. And that was Viborg winning this game 3-0 uh, at a very tempting price of 1-2, to two, I believe. <laughs> yeah, you did You did shite bag it this week because of our poor charity result last week. But That's, have you got the confidence back? Are we going to be here in a 7-1 to one shot here? Uh, it's at 8.5 now. It's drifting. Uh, looking forward to this week's charity picks. Yeah. Um, Godo. What was the results of your oh. UFC Patreon episode? So UFC Patreon was great. Uh, so uh, myself and Blair had, had talked through all the main card because it was so stacked. I had Rakic by decision, which won. If you got him even at win only, would have been three to five. Took him at, if you took it the decision, uh, or Rakic to win was three to five. Makahev versus a sub. Like you got him at one to three for win only, but taking him in the sub there, you'd have got over that. Blair had a couple of good picks for the later fights as well, um, specifically in Nunez versus uh, Megan Anderson, where he was like, yeah, she's just going to submit Anderson. <laughs> she's just going to like, not going to knock her about for very long. Um, and yeah, and, and, and another couple of fights. So it, it went really well on the UFC. The main card, the main fight uh, with Izzy featuring in it, we had talked about multiple things in that, so I wouldn't like to take a win from it. Um, we both gave, both gave predictions that contradicted each other because we made nay thingy. So congrats to Blair on being correct. But we, <laughs> you know, the listeners need <laughs> the listeners need to think something. Um, but yeah, so it was a really good UFC episode in there. And uh, yeah, a couple of winners. And that was our Patreon episode available to the patrons. And we have one new patron this week. Peter Glover has joined the Tramplebet Club. Thank you very much for joining. Um, really, really appreciate that. Jack, you joined last week. I know you've been asking about Cheltenham. Andy, your annual leave. Oh, yeah. This is me now. This is me and Cheltenham. Well, I have the next sort of 10 days off, um, primarily for the Cheltenham Festival, which I would normally go to. Um, uh, Gordon had come down as well. Yeah. Obviously, this year, lockdown in the United Kingdom. Won't be going to it, but I'll be watching it every single day. Um, we'll be producing a lot of content on Patreon for that. We're yet to work out the exact specifics, but it will be after declarations are made um, that, because I think it's it's difficult enough <laughs> trying to predict winners without speculating on what horses are actually going to be riding in which races. Yeah. So probably the day before each day, you'll get an episode out on Patreon. So Monday night for Tuesday, Tuesday night for Wednesday, etc. for the four days. Um, check the Facebook group. Uh, we have a wee syndicate on the go. Um, where we'll be playing the tote place pot. So I think there's 15 of us in that, if you want to join that and get involved. Um, that's just for a bit of fun. Um, but it's all it's all about it's all about Cheltenham next week. Obviously, there's some football before then. And there's also a fantasy baseball draft on Sunday night as well. Man, it just it's just all happening. This is this is my favourite time of year. 
it's that, like yeah it's like it's basically in at the end of at the towards the middle of march it's like you take that pill from limitless do you know what i mean and just, <laughs> everything starts fucking happening everything like, starts I, happening yeah. players championship this weekend in the golf the masters is round the corner like yeah. oh oh it's what do you know what do you know the only way that this could be better is if like the pdc moved the world's darts championship to the sort of end of <laughs> from <March>. christmas <laughs> <laughs> So, so Peter Glover, thank you so much for joining. The Trample Bet Club is £5.50 a month. Not asking for a lot, but we understand in these times that might be a lot. You get things like early access to this episode, video access to this episode, non-advertisements on this episode. You will get the cheat sheet from Andy, which is just a recap of all our picks, so you don't have to sit and try and remember what we've talked about. Things like UFC, Cheltenham Everyday episodes, and cheat sheets for that. There is so much content. And if you join in time for Cheltenham, bear in mind if you joined right now, you would not be charged your first month subscription until the first of the month. So you would essentially get Cheltenham for free. So all free that and a, and a free trial for 14 days. So it's £5.50, TrampleBet Club, patreon.com forward slash TrampleBet. We would really appreciate you to join Peter Govern helping us with our hosting costs and other costs that we have to fund this magnificent free podcast that we continue to do let's go on to this week's picks so Saturday 13th of March 2021 although we say that all the time and like I've now started to chuck in Friday night games but we just you we need a date, don't you? Need you need a day. It's, yeah. it's the podcast for Saturday. There are sun. I mean, three of my games are on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I, your three I, of your games are basically in Saturday though, because they're Japanese, are they not? Like where they're straddled between the two days. <laughs> <laughs> well, my games are always like Saturday morning, but technically going into s- Sunday morning in Australia. Yeah. Um, I'm going for the A-League for my banker it's Melbourne Victory again versus Adelaide United I'm going for a goal in the second half again at the odds of 1-5 to five, again at least I'm consistent when I select these bankers you know the interest rate you're going to gain from backing one of my bankers Melbourne Victory's last two games in this league last two games both second halves five goals apiece this is a team who cannot defend so they've conceded five scored three and conceded another two in the other game. They they do not know. They're just in a bit of turmoil. It's a bit painful to watch because it's um, Grant Brebner, former mm. of Hibs, um, Scotland, <laughs> Man United. Dun- Dundee United. W- was he good at Dundee United? I can't really remember. Oh, he scored a goal against Hearts, right? Sorry to, so, sorry, sorry to digress here. He scored a goal <laughs> against Hearts in like the 89th minute. They meant we won 2-1. It was a chip, right, from outside the outside the box on the left-hand side, lobbed the keeper, went in the back of the net, celebrations everywhere. On the team bus, I had, uh, I think I had one each halftime, 2-1 Dundee United full-time, which meant that came in. Everything everything was amazing. Oh, it was wonderful. Um, I've got a good story about Grant Brennan at a charity dinner as well, I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was the week after that game. So, yeah, I have very fond memories of, of Mr. Brenner. So, so, yeah, if you consider Melbourne Victory have had a goal in all their second halves this season so far, but if you consider the last two second halves have had five and five, this one to five is an easy stick on. Get it on any coupon to prop it up anywhere you need to, or just get it as a bit of a builder to start your day. 
on Saturday morning. It, that is, is nailed on as a banker pick. It shouldn't be 1-5. This is why I keep creaming over all these picks. This should not be 1-5. This should be like a 1-12, 1-15 shot. It's such a sim. It's going to be an after like 10 minutes of the second half. Cue me waking up on Saturday morning to your text. But yeah, it's, yeah. Going, to, it's going to come in. <laughs> My bankers on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. UK. Give the home to Kashiba Rezal. The home win is 1-3. to three. Uh, Kawasaki absolutely flying. Currently top of the league. Perfect 12 points from four matches. Scoring 12 goals. They've only let in three. Kashiba, three points from their three games, scored twice, conceded four times. Their one win came against Shonen, um, and that's a Shonen that have zero points from their three matches. So I wouldn't read anything to the fact that they managed to win a game. This is a comfortable home win. I mean, I can't say fairer than that. You're putting them up against Nonen, as you said. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Kawasaki can lead very well into a pick that I am. I've got my banker value this week. Are, are, I think some of the best I've ever produced, so I'm, I'm quite chuffed <laughs> with these. Uh, my banker is Torino versus Inter. I'm taking Inter away at four to eleven. This is Sunday at two o'clock. Top versus eighteenth. Let's just start you off with that. Uh, Inter streets ahead this year. They've taken fifteen points from the last five games, scoring quit twelve and conceding two. Torino have drawn their last five at home, but lost four two to Crotone last week, who are rank rotten underneath them in the league. In their last game, Torino have taken seven points at home all season. They're the worst home team in the league, and they got in the last five home games they've got a point at each of them. Inter are just streets ahead. Lukaku, since he's been over there, has been unbelievable. He's banging them in for fun. I don't see why you're getting into it 4-11 to 11 in this instance. John, I believe you have some interesting news about this pick that I didn't yeah. know anyway. It's unusual that I'll call it a banker for being better of the week, but this is so badly priced um, because there's so many other factors. Torino's centre-forward top goal scorer. And it, that's saying a lot because he scored eleven goals this season in a very str- in a in a very 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 struggling side who are near the bottom and struggling. Yeah, um, he's suspended, mm. so you've already got that. Four of the players that have started the last five games, games are not winning already, and the starting eleven have got COVID, so they will be missing for the game. And as it stands, still on Skybet, you're still getting that game at four to eleven. It, it, so so they're already a depleted shite side playing the team that are running away with the title. This is a um this is a game that see if I have a good during the day. This could be like a minus Handicaps. one to minus three. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, in at Milan. Lukaku is going to have a fucking field day because two of the players have got COVID are two centre halves. This is an absolute two centre halves that conceded four goals to Crotone. John, <laughs> I reckon between me and you, we might have been I had a better shout than that. <laughs> like they're awful. Like, oh yeah. So enter, enter at four to eleven. You're getting get on it now. This is why you join the Patreon. By the time people hear this, they'll be one to eight. <laughs> yeah, honestly, back, back this to the hill. I, I was such a good feeling about it. This is going to be an absolute scudding, scudding. Banker treble looks good. Yeah. Yep. So, God, I know you've already texted me about my value, right? So, my value is in, in Croatia. It's Gorica versus Hajik Split. I'm taking the away side Hajik Split at five to four. You're getting good odds because these are two evenly matched sides. But in amongst their last four fixtures, which Hajik Split have won all of, they've beat Rijeka twice away, one nil. 
Were they in the cup at any point for their not no no back to back league games. Okay. Um, and Gorica played Rijeka at home and drew 0 now. So failed to score against a team that Hajik Split went away to and won back to back games 1 0. Hajik Split have gone on this run of four clean sheets. They look really, really good at keeping a tight defence. And this is why I really think, although it's five to four and I'm giving value, it's screaming, screaming a really, really boring one nil victory for Hajik Split. I don't think Gorica, see when I look at their home form against their away against Hajik's away form and then you compare the teams they're playing Gorica's home form feels really misleading because of the teams they have not yet played teams like Hajik Split who are in the top five coming to them I think you'll see Gorica start to uh, what's the right start to peter out and drop down that league pretty quickly back to where they belong next to Istra and Vazadin 15 games John how many games have they lost in 15 at home Gorica Two? two yeah right this game has draw. 16 games how many have they lost John three over it. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like last week when you said the exact same spot it's going to be fucking nil nil <laughs> it's tight it's tight yes. but I feel really confident that Hadji Split are winning this one I don't know where you're getting it from but I mean I'll, I implore your confidence it, it, it's just everything from looking at all looking at all the data we look at the stats the teams that they've played they've played against the opposite way so Gorica have played against Rijeka where they've, they've had the more possession against Rijeka Hadji Split have given Rijeka more the ball and beat them on the counter I think they'll do the same thing to Gorica away from home if you do get it, they're playing them in the cup next three days later anyway, so you can buy them again. Get on it twice. <laughs> right. But yeah, Croatia and Grecia Saturday night at home to Hajik Split. I'm taking the away side Hajik Split at five to four. My value one, pick. One, sorry, one nil, six to, uh, three, three and a half to one. <laughs> Excellent. It was, it was showing me decimals there. I don't know why. <laughs> My value picks on Sunday in the Danish Superliga at 3pm UK time. I really struggled with finding a value pick around evens this week. I don't know how you guys how you guys felt. Um, Easy, yeah. I, I didn't like it, um, but I settled in this game because Brondy are in a fine run of form, and Odense are pretty damn mediocre from you know the <laughs> twenty or so games that I've seen so far in the, the Danish Super League. So Brondby are top. Um, 20 matches played. They're two points ahead of Micheland. In fact, they could have been further ahead of Micheland, but they actually lost to them recently. They're top of the five-game form table, 10 points from the last five games. Uh, that 1-0 loss away from home at Micheland being, being included in that. So they've, they've been very good apart from that. Odense have been all right. Six points from five matches, but that only includes one win. So one win against Randers. Eh, three draws. So that one win against Randers is actually their only win in their last seven games. So looking at it, it looks like they're pretty mediocre. But when you really drill into it, they're not really a team that's winning football matches. Um, these two clubs have bet five times. Uh, sorry, their last five games dating back to May 2019, Bronby have won them all. That's enough for me. Three, three, <laughs> of, three, of, them, three of them were away from home for Bronby like this game is. Won them all. So you've got the team top of the league. Um, on a good run of form uh, the only game that they've actually lost recently is against the team in second really close in second so that's fine against a team that are mediocre anyway and have only won once in their last seven games so that that's what it boils down to you have to drill in a bit and start like really looking at things to get to that consensus but that's what this game is which is why I think Bronby 8-7 to seven is, is good 
Yeah, like it. I really like my value pick, and I didn't struggle this week. Do you know why, Andy? Because I'm in the pole hang steel yard for my game. This is live from the <laughs> Korean First Division. This is Pohang versus Ulhan, uh, Ulsan Hyundai. Um, I'm taking Ulsan Hyundai away at 6-11. to 11. Now, Ulsan Hyundai were someone who I took quite a well, lot. That's value right there. Yeah, six, six, 16, 16. Six. Oh, 16. I thought you said six. I was no, like... <laughs> no, that's not, that's, not, that's not value. That's not where I play in this, right? 16-11 to 11 for this. Last year's champs versus last year's third place. Ulsan, are street, uh, Ulsan Hyundai are streets ahead of Pohang. They've been playing in the Asian Champions League of recent as well. Um, they, they played in that Club World Cup against Tigres uh, and against Al Halal. They lost both their games, but they're playing better teams at that point. They're playing, they scored in both games. They're doing well. They've had more pre-season games to get warmed up for this. Since the start of the league, they've won all three games um, that have kicked off and they've won them comfortably. Um, Pohang lost last week to newly promoted Jeju. 1-0. And that wasn't oh, even a... That's not they, a good spot. No. And 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 Jeju had less of the... Uh, Jeju had more of the ball and had more of the possession, more shots, more everything. So it's not as if, like, you know, a, a team newly promoted have ground out a result. They were soundly beaten by a better they let, opposition. They let a newly promoted team come up and essentially play them off the park. And yeah. Them. Yes. And so Wonderful. they won their other two games. They were narrow wins. I think this is incredible value getting Ulsan Hyundai at 16 to 11 in here. We've taken them. I took them all last season. The bookies cottoned on eventually. This is the same thing that happens every year. It's the same thing that Andy's getting just now with Kawasaki Frontale. Bookies don't care about this because no one's betting on it, right? Mm. They've got no interest in it until it gets to Ulsan Hyundai have won 14 games in a row and Kawasaki having conceded a goal in nine weeks. Then they're like, right, now we price them at one to nine. Get on them just now, 16 to 11. You can even get the double chance if you fancy being... Yeah, I don't know, a shite bag at 7 to 11 <laughs> in the same spot as um, I, I was looking at last time. So that is Saturday morning. It is Ulsan Hyundai away at the Pohang Steel Yard. Great name for a stadium. That's wonderful. <laughs> if I can get 7 to 11 for that double chance, I'm taking that double chance. That double oh. chance is glorious. Get that. Fuck off off the lake, mate. If you're not going <laughs> to skate, you're not going to skate. Outsiders, John. Hit me. What you got? Outsiders. Um, Belgian Cup semi-finals. It's UPN versus Standard Liège. This will actually be played at UPN's home stadium, which is why I'm going with the quote-unquote home side at UPN in this one. It's 17 to 10. Standard Liège, if you didn't keep in touch with Belgian football, you'd be thinking, are a fucking superpower. But they're below UPN in the league. They're like 13th in the league to UPN's 12th. Um, they played earlier on in the season. It was 2 all at Standard Liège. Upen played well, but Standard Liège went down to 10 men. I think Upen's recent form is the thing that's swaying this for me. Um, and Lee, they've been unbeaten in three of the last five, won two of those games, but Standard Liège's most recent game has impacted our Scots abroad because Muscron, who were bottom of the league, beat them at home. They're the worst team in that division who have now jumped two relegation places putting our David Bates in relegation threatening. Muscron are fucking terrible. Um, Upen have beat them both times this season as well, just to put that in a bit of context. It is a cup, but it would mean more to me and to Upen to win this one, which is why I think they'll be more motivated. They are the home side. They are in better form. 17 to 10 doesn't make sense to me. You've, you've priced the outsider for the home team who are in better form. 
I, I don't get it. I'm, I'm happy to jump on this. I think it'll be a tight game. But yeah, I'm going to back you, Penn, in this one. 17-10 at home to Standard Liège in the semi-final on Saturday night. Nice. I like it. So, sounds great. Uh, my outsider Sunday, 5am in the UK time. We're in Japan, the J1 League. Shimizu S-Pulse versus Sagan Tosu, who I backed against last week, who I will very much be siding with <laughs> this week. At huge odds um, of 2-1 to one or 19-10 to 10 on Bet365. I'm really impressed with how Sagan Tosu went about business, beating the Urua Red Diamonds 2-0 last week. They then followed that up midweek by thrashing Vigalta Sendai 5 nothing. So this this isn't a team that got a lucky win and then went back to normal. Like this is a 5 0 hammering. Yeah. Well, it's you know, they're making a wee bit of a statement here. Nine points from three matches puts them second in the table. So they've played a game less than Kawa- uh, than Kawasaki, but they're, they're on a hundred percent record as well. Notably, they haven't conceded a goal yet this season either. So Shimizu mid-table, four points from three games. I expect them to be a sort of third-quartile team in the league this year. Don't necessarily think they'll get relegated, but I don't think they're going to be very good. Shimizu haven't won at home in their last four attempts. That's three draws and a loss. And all these games have involved goals. 2-2, 2-3, 2-2, 1-1. In fact, you have to go back 22 matches, 22 home matches for Shimizu Espals to the last time they kept a home clean sheet. Now, this game was actually against Sagan Tosu way back in July 2019. <laughs> Don't read into that. Sagan Tosu are a different prospect now than they were in 2019. This is more about the fact that over a very large sample size, they let in goals at home. Yeah. Uh, against a team, Sagan Tosu, that haven't conceded a goal yet this season and are scoring plenty. The two to one here is massive. This is this, from, from my picks this week. This is, but this is my favorite one of my four by, by quite a long way. Um, I think the 2-1 to one price tag is huge. I'd probably be looking at this game and going, oh, you're getting decent value on Sagan Tosu here if they were priced at sort of 11-8, to eight, or if they were priced at maybe even like 8-7, to 6-5. Yeah. I'd probably still think it was all right. So 19-10 to 10 is, is huge. Like it a lot. Like it a big, lot, Andy. Big fan, big fan. I will move on to my outsider, which is the confusing Turkish draw of the week. Uh, it, this one is actually quite difficult. The, dar- the, the, the derby of have you spelt that wrong or is there two of them? Yeah, <laughs> two of them. This is Alanya Spore versus Antalya Spore. <laughs> um, so more about on Antalya Spore's uh, mental draw form and drawing eight of their last ten games in all competitions. Um, <laughs> Alanya Spore have had a wee rough patch in the last five games. This is the the, the home team. They beat Fenerbahce in that, uh, and they beat Trabzonspor in that. But they've they played against Besiktas. They played against um, some of the other teams towards the top of the table. This game just looks like it's shaping towards a draw. More on Antalya Sports form. I think if you're drawing, see once you're in a draw funk. It's like Stoke. Remember Stoke had that little patch. Mm-hmm. I think once you're in a draw funk, you're more likely to continue your draw funk. Um, I, I like it because they've drawn eight of their last ten games. Um, and I'll be taking them here at the spicy odds of five to two on Sunday. I like this for another reason, Gordo, and it's something you highlighted with my value, as the two of them are playing in the Turkish Cup semi-final four days later. Yeah. So I would expect to see a very different. Yeah. Uh, sports for both. Yeah. Sports. Yeah. So you may see some shy players out for both teams, and yeah, yeah I, Colper's I would... injured at the moment as well. For he is, uh, yeah. 
for an Italian sport. Because this would have been Kolka versus Malin. It would have been. No, no, it's not, and it not. I've got that no, wrong. No, because it's it. Well, Kolker would certainly have been playing had he not been injured. Yeah, it's Jenny Mentalist, but yep. God. So that's my outsider. I like Five it. to two. I really like it. I, I think that's a fucking great shit. I cannot believe how many draws. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's like on stripe. That away side, that is mental. And the, the, the two games in that 10 that weren't draws were narrow 1 0 wins. Yeah. I, I, and both games had, game, had goals after 85 minutes. So are they unbeaten in 10 matches? Yes. yes. That's great to be able to say that. How many points you got? Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> For unbeaten, unbeaten in 10 matches. Yeah, but a big fan, God. That's a great pick. Over to the charity, £10 of our own money on the treble. The winning's coming. It goes to Beats and Cancer Trust. I am in La Liga for the future champions. Hitafe versus Atletico Madrid. I'm taking the away side. Atletico Madrid at even money, which it doesn't make any sense to me. Hitafe against Atletico Madrid. So this is the 13th best home team against the best away team, the best home team, the best team in the league. They're unbelievable. Kieran Trippier has just came back. Jao Felix is just returning. This is a team who had a wee rough spell through a lot of players missing through COVID. Kieran Trippier being missing is actually huge. See, when you see the way they press, he he's actually, for, for us who like players, that normally Scottish players, but players who go abroad, Trippier is like just an indoctrined Atletico Madrid player now. Like he's, he's the epitome of an athletic red light. He's dirty, he gets in people's faces and he's pivotal to everything they do. Hitafe versus Atletico Madrid is a fixture that has been played since Hitafe rejoined the league in 2007, right? Over the last 10 seasons, how many times do you think Hitafe have scored against Atletico Madrid in the league? How many, how many games? 19 so far. How many times they've scored? In to- not how many matches, but how many goals? Not how many how many goals? Not how many matches? How many goals do you think they've scored against uh, the Ten. I, I think it's going to be small because you're yeah, pointing out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say four. Zero. No way. Oh. Hitafe have not scored against Atletico Madrid in their previous nineteen meetings. So that's that mental. This would be the ten. This would be the ten full seasons with so two fixtures each, where they would have played each other. We'd be going on twenty games without a single goal. The last nine home games that Hitafe have played them, they have not scored a single goal against them. Atletico Madrid are going to win this game two 0 and I'm so certain <laughs> of that. They should not be even money. They are going to win this game two 0 It's just it's so cut and dry. Hitafe aren't even good this season that they can break this duck. It's 2-0. It's going to be finished. But even money for, for Atletico Madrid just to win the game. Wow. Excellent pick. 19 games every season. That's, that's brilliant. <laughs> At what point what did you start that? doing mental shit for those games? Just doing four mean, up like, front? Four up front or like, yeah, yeah, we're playing, yeah exactly. All, all shies require the goalkeeper in the box. Oh, I'd, be, I'd be taking shots <laughs> from bloody everywhere. <laughs> Like maybe just shoot, it, might, it might deflect in. Maybe it'll hit someone's hand and we can get a penalty. Just just even, take a shot. Even on that last time, the last time they did score, they lost three two. So <laughs> it didn't make a difference. Oh, two thousand seven was rough for them, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking hard. There, there has been a few nil nil draws in there, by the way, but they'll win this game. They'll win this game comfortably. My charity pick, uh, leg two, although possibly leg three in chronological order, is Sunday at 12.30 UK time in the German Bundesliga 2. So Hanover versus Würzburger Kickers. Home win is 7-10. to 10. 
Hanover, eighth in the league, 35 points from 24 games. Kickers are awful. They're still awful. They're dead last, 15 points from their 24 games, six points adrift at the bottom of the table. Kickers' last 12 away games have been 11 losses and one win. And that one win was a freak 3-2 win against Osnabrück that came out of nowhere with absolutely no rhyme or reason for it. (laughs) Um, They are the only points that they have gained on the road all season. So they've picked up three points away from home all season and it was in that one mental game. The rest have all been losses. Hanover have taken 21 points at home this season. They're a good, solid home team. They'll be far too strong for Wurzburger kickers. 7-10 is a good price. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the charity bet of, you know, the most important thing in the charity bet is getting a win as opposed to necessarily the price because you don't want to let the travel down. Pretty certain Hanover will win this game. Like it. And I will round off the show and the charity treble this week going to my spiritual homeland of the French second division. This is Sochaux versus Châteauroux. This is on Saturday. They actually changed how the French fixtures work this season Mm. to try and get more games in. At seven o'clock, this is the form team in the league versus the worst form team in the league. Uh, Sochaux have taken 13 points from their last five games. Châteauroux have taken one point from their last five games. They've conceded eight and scored two. I'll just read you out Châteauroux's last 20 games results. Not in order, just the overall thing. Um, 14 games out of 20, they have lost. They've won two and drawn four. So sure, the better team. They're going to be promoted probably this season. You're getting them. I earlier on had them at just around even money. I think this will probably drop off. To be honest, so I'll 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 stick the banker. I'll stick the charity. In fact, no, I'm not putting the charity no, trouble on this week. I'm like fucking. I get my pick in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so default, isn't it? Um, so yes, I'm taking the show in this situation, and I think they'll beat Chateauroux. Don't know what the yeah. score will be, but comfortable that they'll do it. Uh, they actually gave a pretty good account of themselves in the cup against Leon. Yeah, they, they lost four two, I believe. End up five two, but it was too late. Too late goals in a cup, yeah. and you're pushing to equalise Leon, of the third best team in the French league. Yeah. So there is meant to be that golf. Yeah. That was three two for so long, and they were in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that has shattered that form table is is bad. So no. it's the same kind of way, Andy's. I'd be quite happy no matter who was playing them, just to bet against mm-hmm. the team that you're playing against because they're so yeah. bad. Def- definitely. Yeah. Um, so that is the charity treble. That's that's going to be quite good odds, actually. So you're looking at that. That's going to be all right. Quite quite content with that. Um, for those of you who somehow still haven't joined, go to Facebook, search the Trample Bet Podcast. We're a, a private community, but we let we let just anyone in. The, the door's not open, but we don't keep a lock on it. Basically, that's what we're getting at. The only rule is you behave, and if you don't, you're out the fucking party. That's it, right? Don't come on and sell anything. We're there to just share bets. And yes, yes, we've talked about it. You can share good luck stories, you know what I mean? If it's like a 15-fold. But don't come in and show us something that was so obvious you could have pointed out to us beforehand. Because <laughs> it causes people annoyance. You see it when it happens. <laughs> but Andy, you wanted to praise Michael Stokes, our, oh. our rugby guru. What, if if anyone sees Michael's things, and, and sometimes because he's betting on um, generally South African rugby, uh, that can be difficult to find in the UK on bookmakers, but Betway have been uh, have been offering odds on it. He, he he put on a fourfold a couple of days ago and, and promoted it in the group. 
Gordon, you 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 had a take yeah. So I I I went on I from previous Cheltenham's I had a wee log into my Betway and surprised myself with two pound thirty seven being in it. And it turned into around forty quid. Like yeah. it, it was it was an excellent pick. Um, it, it, I'd enhanced odds for that. You know that way where you do the thing where you like boost this to something stupid. Um, but he was he was un, it's an unbelievable set. He's another at five shot in there. He had a couple of just under evens. It, it, excellent Mike, picks, Michael. Michael knows he knows his stuff and he's very good at giving reasoning and what. If he posts something, have a look at it. Is is basically what I'm saying. But we have we have people right across the Facebook group doing similar. Obviously, Jason Stott had uh, had a good weekend. Um, tipped it up in advance. But there's there's plenty in that community. Um, we're talking about the Players' Championship Golf, uh, which is happening th- this weekend. In fact, teed off today. And we'll be running for the next four days and there'll be a lot of commentary in that group, um, I-, I presume, surrounding Cheltenham coming up as well. So, so yeah. do join the Facebook group. It's it's, uh, it's a great resource. It's also good fun. A couple of good write-ups as well. Uh, Joy, Joy Slesnack's been oh, sticking yeah, up. Been really interesting. It's, it's weird because it's an American odds format. So I have to do the thing where I'm like, what's this? Minus one fifteen, mean. <laughs> All right, that is pretty good. Um, but yeah, so there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff uh, that gets posted in, the, in in there, and it's generally just good chat as well. If you if you, I bet you think what's wrong with this, or you know why is this so highly priced, or just post it. Ask or if you, or if you, or if you want to ask someone that isn't me about whether you should cash something out or not, free <laughs> <laughs> to put it in the group. Yeah. If you want to ask Andy, the answer is just no. No, don't <laughs> cash out ever. Don't do it. And if you want to ask me, the simple rule applies. If you're getting offered 75% of your winnings and you're feeling nervous, take the 75% of something. Uh, nope. 30% on the table. <laughs> Here's a table. It's great. I leave all my money. Yeah. <laughs> so that is go to Facebook, search the Travel Bet podcast, and one of us will approve you. The only rule is behave properly. Um, That was the podcast. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.